Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. I am your host, Kamaria T. Richmond, and I have another fabulous, wonderful show for you this evening. We are talking to David Rich, and David is the creator of Mindset Masteries. He's an author, a public speaker, business technology consultant, and a life advisor. So thank you, David. For being on the show this evening. Sure, thank you for inviting me. Yes, as we were talking before we got started, you are a big IT person. So I want to start with, you have like great credentials. So I want to start with uh, your business background because you've been so successful and how that led you uh, to becoming an author. And then we'll also talk about uh, what you do as a, a life advisor. All right. Yeah, I've been in the uh, telecom engineering space for about 25 years, actually. Uh, if you'd have asked me when I was a kid if I would ended up there, I would have said probably not. But uh, it allowed me to travel the world and uh, do business development in a variety of different countries uh, just based on uh, my engineering background. Now, I can tell you how I got started here, and which is the premise of the book, Phase In was uh, just the inflection point early on as a, as a kid. Uh, we were hanging out with my friends, and uh, we were all talking about what we were going to be when we grew up. And I uh, told my friends that I would be uh, an electronic engineer, and I'd travel the world on somebody else's dime, and they all bust out laughing at me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings. <laughs> but they, they had a reason to laugh because I didn't like mathematics. Uh, math was the only subject that made me study, and the last thing I wanted to do was study. I'd like to be out there hanging out with my friends. So they had uh, a reason to laugh, but uh, as fortune would have it, uh, I ended up in the uh, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers as, a, uh, as an electrical apprentice, and that kind of launched my career toward uh, engineering uh, that uh, I had predicted as a kid. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I heard a click. Yeah. Now, and that is so interesting because uh, you think about when we're growing up, oh, what do you want to be? And sometimes you're like dead on, and then sometimes you go in a completely different direction. But you've been doing this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, time flies, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's just funny because I was always a person who thirsted for knowledge. And when I first got into technology, I got my first job as an internship in a telecom company. And I knew absolutely nothing about telecom. But because I had previous experience in technology as an electrical apprentice, 
I was the one in my uh, my freshman class that uh, they selected to be a part of that internship. And every time I had an opportunity to gather new knowledge, whether that knowledge was pertinent to anything I was doing or not, I took advantage of it. It's not like I had a plan for the knowledge. I just wanted that knowledge. And every time I would gather new knowledge, an opportunity would present itself for me to use that knowledge and hence continue upgrading of my career just based on me gathering new knowledge without necessarily having a plan for that knowledge. Mm. Now, see, that's very interesting. That's very interesting because you, you're you going down this one path, and it can be something just as simple uh, that leads you to the different direction or the direction that you want to go um, with you being like, Having this mindset that you can do it, and you're you're the sponge for knowledge. I'm sure that that kind of led you into becoming a best-selling author on Amazon uh, for your book. Was that a I guess a smooth transition for you? No, the, the book was years in the making. It's, you know, I traveled all over the globe doing business development for a Fortune 100 company as the uh, senior engineering manager. And I traveled so much for about eight to nine years that uh, I had more friends abroad than I did at home. So I would be more strange at home than I would be abroad. It was like uh, the planes were uh, and the hotels were more comfortable for me than it was at my own home. Uh, and it just—it was such a, a continuation of travel that when I finally got an opportunity to take a break and get off the road. I started to reflect on how all of that really happened. I mean, how did this kid growing up in Baltimore, the public school system, end up uh, traveling the world on somebody else's dime, negotiating multi-million dollar contracts for uh, Fortune 100 companies and other companies in various lands like Brazil and Dubai and China? And when I reflected on it, I was like, did I have a roadmap or a mentor and fact of the matter is I had neither. But what I did have, ultimately, from the beginning, was a mindset. And that's when I came to the conclusion that mindset is the baseline that feeds the intention to take action, particularly when the opportunity presents itself. And upon that reflection, I decided to write a book just to kind of tell that story in hopes that I, if I can influence just one person in a positive way, then all the words and the, the travel would have been worth it. And that's all it takes is just one. It's, we still do that, uh, just each one, teach one, to keep it moving forward. So tell us more about the book. And I love that you're – I was going to ask you about that quote about um, mindset is the baseline because I think that is so true. But tell us about the book. Well, the book is, just, is basically me articulating how it was my mindset that – allowed me to overcome certain obstacles that I encountered throughout that, uh, that those travels, uh, sitting in a, a meeting with the Minister of Communications with one company or company in one country and having to be able to read the room to some degree and figure out who's really making the decision. Because in certain atmospheres, the person who has the title doesn't necessarily make the decision, and it was part of my job to kind of figure that out. And 
there were times when I was in a position where I had to really delve deep into uh, understanding the nuances of varying cultures and be able to communicate beyond words, uh, reading body language, uh, eye contact, that kind of thing, and, and being able to make the right call as a result of that. It was my mindset that allowed me to overcome the obstacles that I encountered, uh, oftentimes in, in very difficult situations. So <laughs> I, just, I just think it all starts with mindset. If you don't have the mindset right, uh, the goals and aspirations that you establish a lot of times uh, fall a little short because your mindset is what's going to lead you toward an intention to take action, whether that be for good or not. Uh, and so that's the real, to me, that's the foundation. That's what I talk about a lot of times in the life coaching, is the focus on the mindset, which is, uh, to me, the baseline that these intentions. So let's say I'm I'm your client and you're my life advisor and I say, well, you know what, Mr. Rich, I don't have a mindset. I don't know where I want to go with my life or what I want to do. How do you coach me along the along those lines? Well, you know, that's, saying that in itself is somewhat a mindset, right? By, by saying that you don't have a mindset, it's indicative that you, you actually have a mindset. Uh, and the mindset is that you have decided that you don't know what to do with your life. And so you're kind of uh, rudderless. And so what I would do is try to delve into why you feel that you don't have a mind, so you don't have a direction, and uh, try to get it out of you what it is that your primary purpose would be, uh, what are your goals and aspirations down the road would be, uh, what are your primary talents and skills that you can utilize to accomplish those uh, aspirations, and just kind of set you with a baseline to uh, take you to the next level, just through dialogue. A lot of times when you just have dialogue and, and you start talking to people about the implications of mindset and being able to manage that mindset and make sure that they understand that that mindset matters, uh, it, it helps them a lot. Right. And you want to um, you want to make sure that you are connected to the right person, someone that can really guide you. Are you working with a lot of young people or are you working with, uh, young and the, I'm going to say old, but the young and the uh, more seasoned of us. Yeah, I, I, you know, it kind of crosses the spectrum. There are people that, uh, young adults that are looking to just jumpstart their career and are not quite sure uh, which direction they want to go. I kind of have a conversation with them to, uh, like I said, identify what their natural skills and abilities are and get a real feel for what it is that they aspire to do, whether it be to be a CEO at some point in time, be a, an artist, a musical artist, or, or, you know, some kind of uh, career consultant. And then also speak with uh, people who are basically facing change and maybe long in their career and have decided that there's an opportunity for them to go do something else, but they are resi- resisting doing that because they're a little bit fearful of change. And what we talk about is the, the opportunity that change often uh, provides and uh, how you can use change to be, uh, to get you where you want to go. Right. And uh, let's say kind of where we are in these, in these days and times, uh, change can seem very challenging. How do mm-hmm. you hold um, your clients accountable for the direction that they want to go in. So, well, 
be like, I'm really trying to do it, but I'm having a tough time, or it's it's too tough and I've decided I don't want to do it, how do you kind of coach them into, okay, I'm holding you accountable, X, Y, Z? You know, I actually don't hold them accountable. I let them hold themselves accountable. Ultimately, they are the ones that help me establish the strategy uh, for what it is that they want to do. And I may ask questions uh, that, you know, they may feel like I'm holding them accountable, but ultimately it's really on them. So I just what I want them to do is feel and see the vision. If you can see and believe it, you can achieve it. And so I focus on them seeing the vision, feeling the the success of that vision, and staying on target and not letting anything external, particularly emotions, derail them from that vision. This is... It, for example, if you're riding down the street, and I use this analogy all the time, if you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off all of a sudden, your first instinct is to be really, really angry. And you want to ride up next to the person and, and show them how angry you are. Well, if your mindset is being managed properly, you take a deep breath before you respond to that external stimuli, and you realize that it's you didn't have an accident. If, those, if that person just goes on about their business, you never have to encounter them again in life. Whereas if you did go and react to the external stimuli and emotionally approach the person, who knows where that goes? So I focus on staying on mission, not letting any external stimuli derail you from that mission because that mission is always in front of you, always in front of your mind's eye. And... Uh, that's part of the, the emotional process that we talk about. And that is road rage. That's like a great uh, example because, you know, sometimes you you get so angry. And that person, they're just kind of driving on off all nice and happy, and you have all of this this rage inside. But in talking about a mindset, do you use for yourself or for your clients? Are you um, using meditation or mindfulness or yoga or any of that? No, I talk about being present, right? Because most of us a lot of times are, are always in any given circumstance, we're either thinking about yesterday or worrying about tomorrow. Right. And the present we miss. Uh, and as a result of not being present, we oftentimes aren't, getting the, the true essence of the experience that we're undergoing at that time. You could be having a great time, but if you're thinking about yesterday or worried about tomorrow, that moment is fleeting and it doesn't last for you. But if you are present, it's something that you can relive over and over again in your mind's eye. And, that's, and so I talk about being present uh, as much as possible. Right. And, and I think I was having this conversation last week uh, with the guest, and it's one of the things that I try to work on myself because you're thinking, okay, now this is what happened last year, or this is what happened 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this exactly. is what I want to help, I want to help uh, have 20 years from now. And so I mean, you're right, if you miss being in the present moment, which to me is being mindful, uh, you do yes. kind of miss out on what's going on around you, things that will help you to your higher and greatest good. That's correct. Wow, that is. So I want to switch over to um, you're the creator of Mindset Masteries. 
uh, tell us about that. The mindset mastery is, uh, has multiple components. It's mindset, just understanding that mindset exists and, and why it's important. Then mindset management, where you actually learn to manage that mindset towards a specific aspiration. And the mindset mastery, which kind of goes to what I talked about with the analogy on uh, with the car driving down the street and someone cutting you off and being able to accept that it's that external stimuli but not react to it so that it derails your overall goals and purpose in life. Because that happens a lot. People respond emotionally to that, that external stimuli and then suddenly they've got issues that they've got to deal with. Whereas if they'd have taken a deep breath, stayed focused, kept that mindset management in mastery mode, they would not have let that happen. And I, I think I see that a lot. So if you can get to the point where you can, can you can manage the mindset and then you can master that management of the mindset, then a lot of times you avoid unnecessary problems in your life uh, that, uh, that are a result of external stimuli that is not necessarily related directly to you. What about our, our physical body? How about our diet, nutrition, exercise, all of that kind of, you really do need a strong mindset <laughs> mm. to work on all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a product of self-love, right? The, right? the more you love who you are, the more you want to do what's best for you. And eating healthy and, and having the uh, the proper workout routine and being able to overcome the sometimes laziness that we may feel. We may wake up in the morning and don't feel like going to the gym. Well, you know, what I say is just show up and let the rest work out for itself. But if you just show up, and they say that 80% of success is showing up, uh, then you can kind of, if you feel like working out lightly, just work out lightly. But don't put too much pressure on yourself to just do this significant workout. But just show up. And eventually, as you continue the, the process of showing up, you'll actually uh, start working out and you'll see changes in your body. If you can master the changing of your, your physical body to a vision that you have for yourself, there is nothing you cannot accomplish in your life. And you're so, I mean, it's so true. Um, when you think about all of the, uh, what's going on in your past and what's going on uh, in the present and what you want to see in the future, sometimes it seems so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And and you say, okay, how am I going to stay focused? How do I begin to master my mindset? That's all about keeping your vision always present in your mind. That no matter what is happening, if you have a goal and an aspiration, you have to be able to manage or master that mindset so that whatever's going on, you don't allow it to derail you from that vision. Again, that analogy with the car, if you were to engage this person in a negative fashion, who knows where that leads, and you could end up completely derailed from your overall mission. But if you think to yourself, prior to responding to that that external stimuli that's negative, that you're not letting anyone derail you from your mission for your life's vision and take the time to just absorb that and not respond emotionally to that stimuli, that goes away, and you can continue on with your mission. And that is uh, to have that 
that laser focus is a trait that you know most of us want to have. And sometimes you have to be visual. Some people are visual. Do you suggest mm-hmm. uh, sometimes people do a lot of uh, vision boards, their vision board parties and, and, uh, and all of that? Because someone may need to be visual, is that something you think that's, uh, that's useful? Well, I think meditation and, and vision boards are good. I think, you know, but everybody's different. Some some people respond to vision boards and some people not so much. Uh, they'll say people may respond more to meditation. And if you take five minutes out of your day every day to meditate, uh, to quiet your mind, I think it, it starts to help, you know, grow your center you so that you're able to uh, have some control emotionally when you are confronted with those kind of obstacles. Right. And the thing is about today, and you're, you're like a tech a tech savvy person. Mm-hmm. There are so many apps. So if you want to learn how to meditate or be in tune with <laughs> mindfulness, that's true. <laughs> there yeah. is an app for everything. There is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you're a good person to have. I'm like, cause I have, I am not tech savvy at all. But that is, I mean, that's. It is what it is today, and it is what it is for the future. Uh, what do you, um, when you're talking to young people, I'm sure you're encouraging them to focus on, like, you know, we know we need more um, great teachers, and we need more mathematicians, and we need more sciences. But uh, tech is where it's at. So when you're talking to young people, how do you say, okay? This is really where it's at. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I'm an engineer by degree and by trade, right? So I certainly I'm going to lead toward lead toward technology, but there's a lot of value in other disciplines other than just technology. And so, you know, I kind of want to figure out what it is that they naturally gravitate toward, and then you know, based on what they naturally gravitate toward, figure out how they can best utilize that skill. It may still be in the technology world, but it may have some editing along the way that helps utilize those things that they naturally gravitate toward. For example, uh, someone who likes drawing, and they could get into drawing in technology through computer-aided design and utilize that artistic skill, even in the technology environment. Interesting, because, again, we have an app for everything. So if you want to learn how to draw, (laughs) you can do that, Uh, which is, um, I think that's the power of the tech, is that it is is visual. But you also need someone that's kind of coaching you along the way, someone in your corner saying, uh, I think you mentioned just keeping them, you know, not just focused, but on point, but really listening to what it is that they want to do. Because sometimes you have a vision for yourself, but you don't always, you're thinking, okay, now how is that going to happen? So you need someone, a coach or a cheerleader in your life, you know, keeping you on target and just saying uh, from when you were a kid, because you said I can do it, now I know I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for me, it was, a, you know, there was an emotional trigger there when I made the statement that I wanted to be an engineer and travel the world on somebody else's dime. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just a kid, but it just for whatever reason, is what I said. But when my friends laughed at me, it kind of made that even more significant for me because that had, it had an emotional base at that point. There was an emotional trigger. And when you can associate your goals with your emotions, you tend to do things intuitively toward that goal. And, and that's what we talk about. It's also, I also talk about the fact that words have real power. So the words that you use, even in speaking with yourself, really make a, a big, big difference to where you end up overall in your career and also in your life. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned, or I love that you mentioned, that um, when you 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 have the mindset, but um, that emotional uh, the emotions that come up in you when someone says, "Well, no, you can't do it," and you go, "Well, yes, I can," and uh, or sometimes it may be the exact opposite. You may feel like, mm. "Well, that's going to be too challenging. I'm not going to be able to do it." Well, it just depends on whether you it's a very long, long-term long goal or something that you can do in one step at a time, uh, you know, because I, I know there are times when I'm, I, I want to go out jogging, and the first thing i got to get over is that first step. Uh, if I think about I'm going to run three miles, uh, that just seems like it's, it's such a chore. But if I don't think about it, I already established the mindset that I want to run those three miles. That's already established, but... This particular day, I don't feel like it. I don't think about the three miles. I think about the first step and then the second step and the step after that. And before you know it, you cover that territory. And that's kind of the way life is. You you have to set it up so that you don't look so far down the road that it discourages you. You have a baseline objective, but you take it one step at a time. I think that is so true. And I love that a baseline objective and you do it one, like they said when we were younger, you know, just put one foot in front of the other and... <laughs> That's right. And, you'll, and you'll, before you... I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. And before you know it, you've covered that three miles. Okay. So... That's the way. I mean, we do that in college and high school, the same thing. You know, when we first get to high school, you know, with freshmen or juniors, and we're like, wow, we've got so far to go, and I'm so tired of school. At least that was my perspective. <laughs> But then suddenly, you know, doing one class at a time, one test at a time, before you know it, you've actually accomplished that task. And and that's the way life is. You just set the baseline objective, move in that direction, and accomplish one task at a time. And it's the same way mindset management works. You practice it. You practice it with little things until you master it for big things. Say that again. You practice it with little things until you master it for big things. That's mindset mastery. That is amazing. I like that. And I think that that is, uh, that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's really um, what it it is. It's, you know, taking the time to really um, know yourself and, having that mentor or that coach, uh, if you're not sure what you want to do, to kind of uh, head down that path. 
And it's a lot to master your mindset because, you know, the mind gets in the way. Mm. Well, the first thing you have to do is believe that it matters. And that's where we start. We start when I talk to someone new to make sure that they believe that mindset matters. And once once you believe that mindset matters, then you can move towards the management of that mindset. I like that. I like that. I think that is so true because sometimes you can kind of beat yourself up by saying uh, what you want and you do the opposite of that. That happens often. Yeah, A lot of times people have desires, but the, the passion is not associated with that desire. But when you can match that desire with passion, that purpose with passion, you tend to, you know, climb over mountains to make sure it happens as opposed to just a goal that you establish that you're not emotionally attached to. So attaching emotionally to that goal and establishing that mindset with that baseline objective is how you overcome the obstacles, you you get through the difficulties, you embrace the struggle, and you get where you want to go as far as your aspirations to go. I'm glad. I'm so glad I had you on the show this evening. Uh, uh, Two more things. How can folks uh, find your book? Yeah, the book is on Amazon.com. It's Phase In. Uh, You type in Phase In, David Rich. It'll take you right to the the landing page for the book. Or you can go to my website at www.mindsetmasteries.com and it'll give you more details about the overall program. Now, are you working on another book anytime soon? I am. I'm always working on new projects. So. <laughs> <laughs> and do we get more? Is it like a part two of Mindset? Uh, are, do, are you going in a, a different direction? Uh, there's a there's an associated document uh, around mindset that uh, if, if people go to my website and uh, give me the email address, I will send that uh, that document to them uh, without cost. Okay, okay, that's great. And I always like to ask my guests if there's. I want to make sure that we've covered everything. Is there anything else you'd like to give us last words? Now I just want to, you know, talk again about the, the baseline statement. Mindset is the baseline that feeds the intention to take action, particularly when the opportunity presents itself. That is where intuition comes in when your mindset is established and intuitively you do things toward that mindset, toward that aspiration. I think that's very, very important and to be present in your life as much as possible so that you can enjoy a fulfilling experience each and every time. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have a guest that's been a great show. So thank you uh, for that compliment. We always like to hear that on the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. As you know, uh, the show is live and recorded, and it will upload itself in about 15 minutes. And so I invite you and encourage you to share uh, the, the link with your friends. David, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you as well for inviting me. Thank you, and I will uh, check in with you next Monday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time with another episode. Uh, David, hold on for a second. And uh, everyone else, have a fabulous week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.